Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Catholic Drive Time. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. At some point, the mic's going to work. Praise be to God. At some point, we're going to get our mics up and running. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February the 8th, 2022. Praise be to Jesus. And the trucker convoy seems to be spreading across the world. New Zealand and Australia, London, the Netherlands, and even here in the United States. All this amidst uh, a, br- a new uh, press conference in the middle of the night. I was watching that this morning on my way in. Uh, there's rumors that they're about to raid the convoy in Ottawa. They're even uh, blacking out all their phones and everything else. So they're very concerned with that this morning. And we're going to be having a conversation with Alan Smith, who is uh, a Canadian himself, praise be to God, and an incredible Fulton Sheen devotee. And he's put out, along with Sophie Institute Press, a number of books republishing them from Fulton Sheen. The latest is The Greatest Commandment, a Fulton Sheen anthology on love. And we're going to have a conversation. Not only are we going to get the update on what is the status, what is going on with the trucker convoy in Ottawa, Canada, and beyond. And, uh, and what would Fulton Sheen say about all that? I wonder. Alan Smith is going to be our guest at 35 past the hour to have a conversation around that. Praise be to Jesus. Now, imagine uh, it, for one second you're, you're sitting at Holy Mass. You're adoring and giving due worship to our Lord and God. And then busting through the door is the police making sure that you have your mask on, interrupting everything, stopping everything and going pew to pew. Well, we're going to have a conversation about that coming at 15 past the hour because that's exactly what happened. Happened in Australia. Hmm. We'll get the details on that coming up in the What's Concerning Us section. It's going to be a full show. We'll have a Saint of the Day, Gospel Day. We'll have some breaking news and stories for you and a whole lot of great conversation all coming up in this hour. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. I hear you went on a, a hike yesterday. I did, yeah. There's, um, I think it's called the Buffalo Bayou Reserve or something nice. like that. So there's kind a of bunch nearby. of buffalo there. I thought like so. Millions of I was buffalo? disappointed to see that there weren't. How many did you see total? Zero. But I did see a little a little herd of deer or does or whatever they are <laughs> uh-huh. and a bunch of cranes, which is pretty interesting. Could I they have seen been crane. baby buffalo that you saw? I, I mean, wish. Why does one name it buffalo? By I have if no, there's no buffalo. You live here in Texas longer than me. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I got my musket ready and I didn't find anything. <laughs> Not a single buffalo to Dang. be had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There must be a good reason, I'm sure. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to Adrian. Morning, howdy, howdy. Yes. Any idea why they call it the Buffalo Bayou? Was I have no buffalo there. I have absolutely no clue whatsoever. Boy, what good Texans we are, huh? I mean, <laughs> everything's named weird things, right? Everything has a has a strange name to it. I'm thinking of like you had like every every street is like something uh, mm-hmm. like Willow Street, and what is like? What are there willows on the street? <laughs> they, whenever is that why? Is that Edinburgh what they Coat. They just like cho- choose random names out of a hat, or is that how it works? Sunshine's in eye when driving down this road, <laughs> Boulevard. Crazy, yeah. And honestly, though, that should be that should be a classic name for uh, though not for us though. No, yeah. no sunlight in our eyes. Uh, none. But Zero. you know, you don't want to hear a funny story. Okay. So long story short is uh, mm-hmm. some a friend of mine signed me up for a Catholic match. Hey now, and then all of a sudden I start getting emails Sweet. from Catholic Match, and I'm like, how hey. the how like how am I getting these emails? Base? I'm not signed up mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And the and the, so the funniest part though is I don't know the password. 
<laughs> well, I'll give it to you later. I mean, what I meant oh, was, oh, I have oh, no now, idea. Now I know. No idea now whatsoever. I know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Matchmaker so Joe. Have we? I would, no, not even close. Are you kidding me? That, that's so embarrassing. I'd never do that. Uh, have you, so do you have any perspectives here? No. Like, what are no. we talking about? I'm, like, I, so I, over the weekend, so this happened like on Friday, and then mm-hmm. now I have figured out who it was. It okay. was a friend of mine, and then we just deleted the account. So, oh, there you go. come on. There you go. You had inquiries, sir. No. no mm-mm. Oh, man. Sorry, can't do it. That's but well, there you go. Funny story. That's too bad. That's no too trad bad. wife for you. So oh, well. go look for me on Catholic okay. Match. You won't find me. All right, friend. We're going to have to create a new account. <laughs> Just saying. All right. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise be to God. Well, otherwise, uh, Mr. Fonseca is available. He's no. young. Uh, he likes poetry and uh, sunset walks on the beach. So uh, Yikes. email him for details. Uh, cringe. <laughs> we're going to jump into our show today. Uh, great, great hour coming up. Alan Smith, as I said, uh, the uh, the editor of the Anth- Fulton Sheen anthologies, which we absolutely love, coming up at thirty five past. Here. We're going to pray and ask Our Lady Queen of Heaven and Earth to pray for uh, the conversion of all of those lost to the world, the flesh, and the devil. Today, I was watching a video of a woman seemingly possessed, you know, and it just is so very disturbing. So our, our, we need uh, we need Our Lady of Guadalupe to come back and to defeat the demons that possess this world, and so many are given over to them. So let's pray for freedom today. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, now you're breaking news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now your Tuesday headlines. Reuters reports, Putin says some of Macron's ideas could inform basis for moving forward. President Vladimir Putin described Monday's talks with French President Emmanuel Macron in the Kremlin as useful, substantive, and businesslike, and said that some of Macron's ideas could form a basis for further joint steps. In a joint news conference after the talks, Putin said the number of a number of Macron's ideas concerning the security uh, concerning security were realistic, and that the two would talk again once Macron had traveled to Kiev to meet Ukraine's leadership. A number of his ideas proposals, which are probably still too early to talk about, I think it is quite possible to make the basis of further joint steps, he said. AL.com reports U.S. Supreme Court grants Alabama's request to block order for new congressional districts. The U.S. Supreme Court today granted Alabama's request to put a hold on lower court rulings that would have forced the state to redraw its seven congressional districts for this year's elections, starting with the May 24th primary. And the Daily Wire reports 100 million bucks for four years. Rumble CEO sends letter to Joe Rogan for totally legit offer. On Monday, YouTube competitor Rumble released a statement in support of Joe Rogan, appearing to offer the podcast host 100 million for four for a four year deal. In recent weeks, Rogan has been embroiled in various controversies regarding Spotify after several musicians attempted to present the streaming service with an ultimatum to choose between their content and Rogan's podcast. Rogan was then targeted with criticism regarding language used during previous episodes of the Joe Rogan experience. Rogan apologized late last week after a video was shared online showing him using racial slurs, despite Rogan's assertion that he was quoting others. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek released a statement on Sunday announcing that the streaming service 
would stand by the podcast host. While I strongly condemn what Joe has said, and I agree with his decision to move past episodes from our platform, I realize some will want more, and I want to make one point very clear. I don't believe silencing Joe is the answer, X said. We should have clear lines around content and take action when they are crossed, but canceling voices, rather, is a slippery slope. Looking at the issue more broadly, it's critical thinking and open debate that powers real and necessary progress. Eck then explained in a note to staff that it was Rogan's decision to remove dozens of episodes from the Joe Rogan experience from Spotify. And the Epic Times reports, parents file lawsuit after 12-year-old girl attempts suicide twice at school after secret meetings. After a 12-year-old girl attempted suicide on school property twice after months of secret meetings with a school counselor, her parents have filed a lawsuit. According to the complaint, the daughter sought guidance from the counselor because she was being bullied. She liked video games, which was something that her peers said boys do. A friend confided that she thought she was transgender, and the girl thought she could be transgender as well because she wanted to be strong and free like a boy. When the child went to speak to Washington, the counselor, she saw lots of posters, literature, and other promotional materials related to LGBTQ pride in her office. The girl thought those materials were cool and asked Washington if she supported transgender people. Washington said she did, and at that point, the child told Washington, in that case, call me M and he. According to the complaint, Mr. and Mrs. Perez were not given the option of transporting their traumatized daughter to the hospital, or even traveling with her to provide comfort. Instead, her suicidal 12-year-old daughter was taken in a police vehicle to an emergency room, where she stayed until 4 a.m., when she was transferred alone, without the comfort and or support of her parents, to another emergency room, and then admitted to the Behavioral Health Unit at Wolfson Children's Hospital. That's so tragic. Uh, Please pray for this young girl. And uh, those are your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Kuthman of Staining. He was born about 681. He was a shepherd who had to care for his paralyzed mother after his father's death. When they fell in hard times or forced to beg from door to door, he built a one-wheeled cart or wheelbarrow with a rope from the handles over his shoulders, taking part of the weight, in which he moved her around with him. They set out to the east toward the rising sun and from his home, and even though the rope broke, he improvised a new one from Withies, deciding that when the rope broke, he would accept it as a sign from God to stop at the place and build a church. After building a hut to accommodate his mother and himself, he began work on the church, St. Andrews, with help from the locals. As the church was nearing completion, he was having difficulty with a roof beam. A stranger showed him how to fix it, and when he asked his name, he replied, I am he in whose name you are building this church. He died in the 8th century. St. Cuthman of Staining, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 30. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked God, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have observed from my youth. And Jesus, looking upon him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. At that saying, his countenance fell, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. 
And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters, mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Theophilus said, I wonder at this young man, who when all others came to Christ to be healed of their infirmities, begs of him with possession of eternal life. Notwithstanding his love of money, the malignant passion which afterwards caused his sorrow. Close quote, Theophilus. Did you catch that? Everybody else wants a uh, physical healing. Right? They want their body to be healed of their infirmities. And fair enough, praise be to God. But not this guy. This guy, he wants everlasting life. What do you want today? What is your strongest and most greatest desire? If you had the chance, the opportunity to be in front of the Lord, I know he's present with us, I get that. But what if he physically appeared to you today, looked you straight in the eye, What would you ask for? The physical healing? Would you ask for the conversion of of lost loved ones and and sinners around us? Would you ask for a greater fidelity to hold uh, the church's teaching by Holy Mother Church, by the hierarchy of the church? I mean, or would you ask for everlasting life? All these things are good things. They're not bad things, none of them. But college you is, this guy asked for everlasting life. What happens right before this passage? Well, it is the child brought into the midst, and Jesus says you have to become like the child. Look at this guy trying to become like the child. What is he hanging on to? His worldly possessions. And he leaves sorrow. But look at his intent in his heart. Would that he might give it all up and follow Christ. What about you? Will you do that today? Let's ponder that. We're going to be right back. What's concerning us is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Captain Drive Time will be right back. Hello, how would you like a chance to win a Mercedes-Benz? What's up with the accent, Dave? Oh, hey, Sissel. Just putting on a posh accent, because this year with the GRN, we're raffling off a pretty... Oh, you mean the 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250? That's right. And that all listeners need to do to get their tickets is to contact their general manager or visit grnonline.com forward slash raffle, and that all the funds raised go to the GRN. Tickets are only one for $25 or five for 100 Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I took over your spot again, didn't I? Well, it was probably... If there's one thing atheists and theists can agree on, it's the fact that we've all felt the problem of God's hiddenness and have cried out, where are you, God? The difference, however, is atheists think this is a reason to reject God and theists don't. Why? 
Well, first, God is not entirely hidden. Sure, we can't know He exists by seeing or touching Him, but we can know He exists through logic and reason. There's also good reason to believe God has revealed Himself through Jesus of Nazareth. If Jesus is raised from the dead, then everything He said is true. Second, God's in-your-face presence wouldn't necessarily make things better. Even on the natural level, we don't like overbearing parents. Why would we want God to be that way? So while God's partial hiddenness is a mystery, it's not a good reason to embrace atheism. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Alan Smith, our friend from Canada, a friend of the show. Alan Smith is the editor of a series of anthologies from Fulton Sheen. Uh, This latest one from Sophia Institute Press is called The Greatest Commandment, dealing with love. Great conversation, especially since we just uh, covered that in the gospel this morning. He's coming up at 35 past hour. He's also going to catch us up on what's going on with the uh, the Canadian trucker protest, which is now spreading across the world. So we're going to talk to him about that uh, in this guest segment coming up at 35 past the hour. There are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. Um, here's one that came out of Australia. I saw this over the weekend Uh, I should have brought it up yesterday, but uh, there were other stories to talk about yesterday. So this one, I I find this incredibly disturbing. Imagine you're at Holy Mass, and you are trying to uh, give due adoration and worship to God, which is what we're supposed to be doing when we go to Holy Mass. It's about giving God what is due to Him. It's about that justice, right? Giving God worship. And doing so, and Fulton Sheen has a great, uh, great quote in his book, actually, which, again, we're going to be talking about coming up at 35 past. But here's a little quote from this book that we're going to be talking about. It says, at what moment do Catholics render most glory to God in the holy sacrifice of the Mass? For no man can glorify God as he deserves except our Lord, because he is the Son of God and the Son of Man. Therefore, he is the mediator between God and man. The only true worship of God is through Christ, and it is in the Mass that Jesus Christ is offered to the Father, but not Jesus Christ alone. We are with Him. The work of the Savior is sufficient only for Him who completes, who completes it on His own account. In the Mass, we unite ourselves to the offering of Christ made of Himself upon the cross. When He died on the cross, we died with Him, for the charity of Christ presseth us judging this, that if one died for all, then we are all dead. Close quote. Fulton Sheen, quoting there from Second Corinthians, Fulton Sheen, pray for us. So you're sitting at Mass, you're giving God what is due to Him, adoration, worship. This is our intent, to unite ourselves to the priest who's offering the sacrifice there, leading us in the way. That's why we're all facing liturgically east, right? And uh, here's the headline out of LifeSite News. Australian police interrupt Catholic Mass after receiving tip about improper mask behavior. In Perth, Australia, Australian police interrupted a Catholic mass on Thursday after reportedly receiving a tip that a number of churchgoers were not wearing masks. Quote, on Thursday evening, police responded to a report from a member of the public of people not wearing 
uh, a number of the uh, public of people not wearing masks inside a church in Mount Hawthorne. Western Australia police told media outlet The Western Australian. Going on to say, a photograph of the incident shows a police officer checking mask exemptions in the front pew area of St. Bernadette's Catholic Church in Mount Hawthorne, a suburb of Perth, according to Patrick Hornman, who posted the photo. The photo. Upon attendance, five people were spoken to by police and complied in wearing a mask. One person provided proof of an exemption, the police said. Matthew, a parishioner of St. Bernadette, said on Perth radio station uh, 6PR, well, that's interesting, isn't it, that the incident showed a lack of trust, according to the Western Australian. Quote, people are, are pretty taken back by this. It's pretty confronting and it's pretty troubling, really, to see the liturgy that you love being stopped by police, he said, close quote. Libby Metham, deputy leader of the Liberal Party of the Western Austria, Australia, described the police's actions, telling the Western Australian that McGowan government needs to explain how this type of state action is at all a, uh, proportionate or necessary, she said. On Friday, the church's social media page reportedly warned, heavy fines on the parish priest or parish and individuals will be incurred if you are caught without wearing your mask. Archbishop Timothy uh, Costelli, I don't know how to say that correctly, uh, of Perth, commented on the incident in a statement saying, quote, it is highly regrettable that the police felt themselves obliged to intervene during a religious service in one of Perth's Catholic parishes in order to enforce the mask-wearing mandate, going on to say, it is my hope that other ways can be found to deal with this delicate issue in the future, and my office stands ready to cooperate with the police in this manner. Close quote. Now, there's more to the article, but okay, here's, I think here's the bottom line, right? The Holy Mass is the once-for-all sacrifice at Calvary. It is not a representation. We are mystically present as Hebrews chapter 12, uh, I believe written by St. Paul, by the way. Others might say Apollos, but I don't listen to them. Uh, would say in, in Hebrews chapter 12 that heaven and earth have collided They've come together. We are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And here we are at Holy Mass, the once-for-all sacrifice for Christ. And police come interrupting, checking for masks. And the worry is the fines against the priest and the the parishioners. There is the worry that we can find better ways to ensure that everybody is, is dutifully wearing their masks. What world do we live in? What world do we choose to live in? I wonder, dear Catholics in Australia, I'm curious, why would this be an acceptable behavior that we would tolerate? It is intolerable to see the Holy Mass, not a religious service, but the once-for-all sacrifice of Christ on Calvary, shedding his blood in total agony, dying slowly for our sins. Why would we allow that to be interrupted to make sure that people are wearing a mask? How is this something that you as people desire and wish? You know, I think this is a very troubling and concerning story. One that we see uh, here and there, whether they're mask mandates and, P- and certain bishops and certain priests are saying, you can't come to Holy Mass unless you had the, you've been vaccinated. You can't go to confession if you've not been vaccinated. We've seen all that. We've seen, in fact, cases of segregation at parishes, even Florida. There was a parish in Florida, I think there was also one in the Northeast, that were segregating its parishioners based on vaccine status. Is this the world that you would like to live in?
Is this the time and the space that you feel like these are appropriate things to do in regards to the sacraments and the Holy Mass? I, I find this deeply troubling, that there's not a greater outrage. I mean, looking at the picture, the pews look pretty empty in general. I don't know. Was this a Sunday Mass? Was this a daily Mass? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. It's not entirely clear to me based on this purporting. But either way, I find it incredibly, incredibly troubling. Speaking of uh, troubling, here's another story. Catholic group condemns DOJ priorities amid uptick in vandalism against churches. This is reported out of Fox News. This is not a news story, but I also see an uptick in vandalism at churches. We've seen lots of video of of churches being vandalized, statues being broken, graffiti being painted on the doors or walls, or worse, it happens quite frequently now. Uh, Here's a little bit of the article. A Roman Catholic organization is condemning the Department of Justice for what it claims is a lackluster approach to investigating an ongoing trend of violence against Catholic symbols after a church in Fairfax County, Virginia, reported that its grotto had been vandalized with several statues destroyed. DOJ officials say they launched a 15-day review on the issue and noted recent hate crimes uh, cases, but declined to provide specifics about ongoing investigations. Quote, last month we alerted Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland to the disturbing rash of attacks on Catholic symbols, shrines, statues, churches across the country, and asked that the Department of Justice investigate, uh, close quote, Brian Birch, president of the organization Catholic Vote, said in a statement. Quote, yet as more and more incidents of vandalism targeting Catholics are reported, The Biden administration continues to turn a blind eye, choosing instead to devote resources to investigating parents who simply want to want a say in their children's education, close quote. Birch's statement referred to a notorious DOJ memo announcing an investigation into violent threats against school board members days after the National School Board Association sent a letter comparing concerned parents to domestic terrorists a letter which the NSBA later rescinded and for which it apologized. Catholic Vote did indeed send Garland a letter in December uh, 2021 urging the DOJ to investigate the trend of anti-Catholic vandalism, citing at least 114 instances since May 2020. The number has risen to 120 in just the last few weeks. Associate uh, Attorney General Vanita Gupta responded to Birch's letter on January the 28th. Quote, thank you for your letter on December the 15th. Two days after learning of this correspondence, the Attorney General ordered a 15-day review to ensure that all appropriate resources are, beginning, are being deployed to protect houses of worship. Close quote, Gupta wrote in the letter provided to Fox News, going on to say, quote, we share your concern with a commitment to preventing and addressing acts of vandalism, property destruction, and other incidents that target religious symbols, shrines, statues, or churches. The department is taking numerous steps to address such violence, consistent with our commitment to combat unlawful acts of hate in all their forms, close quote. There's more to the article. Again, you can read this. Fox News is where it is, um, it is printed, and you can see it there. But, you know, yesterday... I was, uh, last night, I was on, on Twitter, and don't ask me why. It's a disturbing place to be. I don't recommend it to anyone. But uh, there's a little video, Adrian, I'm, I'm sharing my desktop again. There's a little video here of a woman who had been um, arrested at the border 
for smuggling humans across the border. By the way, the cartels are making tons of cash smuggling humans across this border. I mean, lots and lots of money. They get paid thousands and thousands of dollars per person to smuggle them across the border. They use those people in many ways. There's the, uh, uh, the, the molesting of the females, which happens at, at least 30% of the time of females coming across that border. There is the slave trade that, that they end up in and the indentured servitude. There is the drug running and all the rest. They, they move humans in this direction, opening the door to the drugs and, and, and everything else over here. And there's this woman who was arrested for participating in these crimes, and she seemingly is, is, seems possessed, totally possessed in her reaction, in her incredible reaction to being arrested. This should be a wake-up call. Vandalism on the rise. Uh, the embracing of the world, the flesh, and devil, and, and distorted ways of thinking. The lack of reason and logic, common sense, and everything in between. And the participation that we as Catholics seemingly giving ourselves over to more and more of this behavior. I mean, I would be curious. I would love, maybe we ought to get an exorcist back on the program. Has there been another uptick in the diabolic activity on planet Earth? I remember talking to uh, exorcists a couple years ago, and they said, yeah, it's like hockey stick increase of diabolic activity in the world. Has there been another one? Because we're seeing things that just don't seem to make sense. We're seeing things that, that seemingly make no sense whatsoever. And we want to pretend like everything is fine here. Go along to get along. Turn the other cheek. Pretend it's all going to go away. It's not going to go away. What is the one and only answer? Living in a state of grace. Prayer, fasting, and penance. Sacrificing for the salvation of souls. The, to- the clock is ticking. And our time is running out. We must lay down our lives and die with Christ on Calvary. We'll be right back. Alan Smith is coming up next and breaking news. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Time. We'll be right back. Between now and February 21st, the GRN is raffling off a 2022 GLA 250 in Midnight Black. And this sweet beauty of a car can be all yours by going to grnonline.com and purchasing five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. All proceeds support Catholic Radio on the GRN. Now that's a deal that's all right, all right, all right. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard people say that Christianity is barbaric, that it arose in ignorance? Well, G.K. Chesterton says that as a matter of historical fact, it didn't. It arose in the most civilized period the world has ever seen. It arose precisely at the intersection of three great civilizations, Athens, Rome, and Jerusalem. It combined the philosophy of the first two with the faith of the third. So what's the real reason the opponents of Christianity do not believe it? It's not because it's barbaric and ignorant. It's not even because it's civilized and sophisticated. It's because, as Chesterton says, opponents of Christianity would believe anything except Christianity. Want more than a minute? Visit us at Chesterton. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now more headlines. 
Breitbart reports camouflage migrants arrested with 400 pounds of drugs in a remote West Texas border region. National Border Patrol Council Local 2509 officials tweeted images over the weekend of a group of migrants arrested by Alpine and Van Horn Station agents. The agents apprehended the group of migrants, some wearing camouflage to help conceal themselves, carrying more than 400 pounds of drugs. And the New York Post reports Memphis BLM founder Pamela Moses sentenced to six years for illegally voting. The founder of the Black Lives Matter chapter in Memphis has been sentenced to prison for six years for illegally registering to vote in Tennessee, prosecutors said. Pamela Moses, the 44-year-old activist, was ordered to spend six years and one day behind bars Monday for registering to vote despite felony convictions in 2015 that made her ineligible to do so, Shelby County District Attorney General Amy Virich said. In handing down the sentence, Judge Michael Ward accused her of deceiving the probation department to obtain the right to vote. In 2015, Moses pleaded guilty to tampering with evidence and forgery, both felonies, and to misdemeanor charges of perjury, stalking, theft under 500, and escape. She was placed on probation for seven years and deemed ineligible to vote in Tennessee because of the tampering with evidence charge. And The Hill reports, Navy confirms leaked video of F-35 crash on carrier in South China Sea. This is an update to a story that we mentioned two weeks ago. The aircraft is still being recovered. And the Epic Times reports, lawmaker slams IOC for turning blind eye to genocide, organ harvesting in China. Representative Steve Chabot, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, criticized the International Olympic Committee for allowing the Chinese regime to host the Winter Games in Beijing, even as the Communist Party is engaging in genocide and forced organ harvesting against persecuted groups. The International Public, the International Olympic Committee should be embarrassed in picking the People's Republic of China. In the first place, when you consider their grotesque human rights abuses over the years, and then not moving it to a more appropriate location, said Chabot. The Chinese regime has for years been engaging in forced organ harvesting of prisoners of conscience on a substantial scale, a 2019 independent People's Tribunal determined. The practice involves prisoners' organs being carved out while they're still alive and then put on the transplant market for sale, a gruesome business that amasses significant gains for the regime. More than one million Uyghur and other Muslim minorities have been detained in Xinjiang, where they have been subjected to forced sterilization, torture, and forced labor. Some Western democracies, including the United States, have recognized the regime's actions against Uyghurs amounts to a genocide. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God and all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Uh, real quick, don't let me forget, get your car raffle tickets for that brand new Mercedes in quickly. You're running out of time. Some lucky Catholic Radio listener is going to be driving a brand new Mercedes at the end of February. It is a 2022 GLA 250 in night black. All the details are on our website, grnonline.com. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is Alan Smith. He is the editor of a brand new book, The Greatest Commandment, a Fulton Sheen anthology on love published by Sophia Institute Press. Good morning to you, Al Smith. Oh, good morning, Joe. It is great to be back on the uh, Guadalupe Radio Network. Praise be to God. You're also on uh, the Station of the Cross radio network as well, which is up in New England, Massachusetts, and New York, and uh, and Ohio, and beyond. Praise be to God. So we're, we're glad to be hanging out with you this morning, Al. Now let's start with the trucker convoy. Um, it's spreading across the world now, but I saw in a press conference just this morning coming out only a few hours ago that they are, there's rumors that the Ottawa police are 
preparing to do a raid in which they will black out all of cell phone and data communications and then come in and try to arrest and haul everybody out. We've seen that they've been confiscating gas. I don't know if they've done anything on food or other resources, but gas, they've been confiscating gas uh, from the truckers. And uh, the GoFundMe campaign got frozen. They're, they're refunding everybody there. And, the, and so it, it seems to be getting quite intense there. What is the latest on the trucker convoy in Canada? Right. Yeah, everything that you said is true. Um, they are bracing themselves for uh, what they call kettling. It's um, it's kind of there's this worry that they would cut off the communications and then try to arrest um, as many people as they could. And so they've been inviting everyone to come back to the nation's capital, capital just as a presence. Uh, you know, if you saw the video, you saw tens of thousands of people come and celebrate and uh, support the truckers last weekend. And so they're asking them to come again. And uh, again, this is just a uh, groundswell of support for the truckers and uh, their protection because they are a peaceful demonstration. Uh, They make it very clear we're demonstrating we're not occupying, um, and they have their right to visit the nation's capital to be heard. And so uh, I think people are behind them 100%, and that's what we're finding. Now, I, there's also a report out that uh, they've been honking their horns pretty loud, and they put out a, an ordinance they're not allowed to honk their horns anymore so the local residents will have some peace. Is there any veracity to that? Uh, there is some truth. I think, uh, the, again, the truckers are here to uh, be heard, but also to be respectful. Uh, people who see the video of the truckers know that they're shoveling the sidewalks, picking up garbage, uh, opening up soup kitchens for the poor. Wow. Uh, they, they are model <laughs> citizens. And, um, again, they have said that we will honk our horns during the day, but uh, respectfully keep them quiet at night. So um, we're here to get along. We really are. Canadians are a very different kind of I people. know, like you Canadians. <laughs> Good grief. Have you not been paying attention to what happens in Portland, Oregon, when we take over parts of the city? Good grief. <laughs> Setting up soup kitchens. Right. I'm amazed. I, I didn't realize. I had heard people saying those kind of things, but I didn't realize that they were like, like that charitable, like, holy moly, that's amazing. Praise be to God. Uh, so why, because all I've seen for most of the media is simply that, oh, these evil truckers, we need to send out the police and take their gasoline and they're going to do evil things and yada, yada, yada. Where is this all coming from, Alan? Uh, what do you, what's your analysis of the situation here? Well, there's uh, two types of media. There's the uh media that's been bought and paid for by the government and then there's the true media again uh, we like to say the independent media and that's what we're seeing is that the narrative that the government wants to play is that you know this is an occupation uh, these people are uh, misogynistic uh, racist um, you know all the 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 terms that you hear that are thrown around, uh, this is the label they're trying to put onto the truckers, and that could be the farthest from the truth. And so uh, this is, again, the narrative that you're seeing is there's the paid media. Uh, and of course, in Canada, uh, the media is funded by the government. And uh, of course, there's the independent media, which is uh, really showing the truth. And I think many people are seeing those on social media feeds. Mr. Smith, uh, it's been about two weeks now. We're going on to the third week of this uh, the demonstration. Do you see it losing any steam, or do you see people continuing to, to bolster the numbers of the protests? 
Yeah, we think that the numbers will be bolstered because uh, Canadians have had it with the uh, vaccine mandates. Uh, they are believing that the truckers are the true messengers. They're going to deliver the goods and uh, their commitment to stay until this is resolved is uh, very heartening. And this is what people are saying is you're willing to make the sacrifice will sacrifice with you. And I think this is where we're seeing uh, just a groundswell of support when they canceled or tried to steal the uh, GoFundMe funds, you know, of uh, $10 million. And of course, we saw them raise $4 million uh, almost overnight uh, with uh, an alternative fundraising program. So uh, people are putting their money and their prayers and their time uh, behind the truckers because they represent us and our freedoms. Now, I, one of the things I really appreciated about that press conference this morning was uh, how many times they emphasized, these were the, the truckers, right, uh, emphasizing they're, they're going to be peaceful. If, in fact, the government does come through, uh, you know, blocking everybody's cell data, uh, turning off their phones, essentially, and coming through to arrest them, uh, they will not resist. They will be peaceful uh, in the process, or they may, you know, sit on the ground, crisscross applesauce and may force them to carry them away, kind of like the Red Rose Rescue guys do. Uh, so, I mean, this is a peaceful thing. There's no violence. There's no, there's no call for violence here. I find that utterly fascinating. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, we're going to go to a break here in a moment. I'm going to ask, what is their goal? Like, what do they hope to accomplish in all this? I mean, uh, Trudeau doesn't seem to be meeting with them. The, uh, the guy in charge of Ottawa doesn't seem to be meeting with them. What is it they hope to accomplish in all this? Well, the goal is to have all the mandates lifted. Uh, we look what happened in the UK, Ireland, other countries that have just got rid of the mandates. And uh, we're asking for the same thing. Uh, Canadians want their freedoms back. They don't want to be coerced into uh, vaccination uh, just to keep their jobs. And so uh, they're asking that, uh, again, the mandates be lifted. And uh, I think this is, uh, again, the will of most Canadians is they want their freedoms back. And I think we've had two years of this and uh, we're tired of it and the science is speaking to uh, what I say um, the logical solution and that is is not you don't vaccinate yourself out of this problem you uh, use the science to your favor and so uh, they are here to say hey let's listen to the science mm. and uh, the truth will set you free and now you're exporting this all across the world Australia has got one going London uh, the Netherlands the New Zealand and even an effort here in the United States. But Facebook, which we are hanging out with, and which, by the way, just blocked one of Patty's comments. Thank you, Facebook, for that. Uh, they're, they're shutting off these groups. Um, and I guess you guys are being somewhat labeled as insurrectionists. How do you feel about that? You got about 30 seconds. Well, you know, I think um, they want us to go away because they just want to keep their agenda going. And this is the evil government. It's, uh, again, our freedoms, our rights, our constitutional rights have been trampled on. And I think we're just speaking up. And so um, I think it's like I say, they want us to go away. Uh, but mm. uh, again, uh, there's too many Canadians that need our voices heard. And that's what we're here for. Uh, we're demonstrating the nation's capital to Don't be worry. heard. And so Hold that thought. Alan Smith is our guest. We're going to go to a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about The Greatest Commandment, a Fulton Sheen anthology on love, published by Sophia Institute Press. I wonder what Fulton Sheen would have to say about the trucker rally. We're going to ask Al that question on the other side. It's a very quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Howdy. This is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. 
And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. Our family has spanned the centuries and the globe. With God's grace, we started hospitals to care for the sick. We established orphanages and helped the poor. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet, bringing comfort to those in need. We educate more children than any other institution. We developed the scientific method and founded the college system. We defend the dignity of human life and uphold marriage. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have guided us for 2,000 years. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the sacraments and fullness of the Christian faith, Jesus started our church when he said to Peter, the first pope, You are rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. So if you've been away from the Catholic Church, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. We are Catholic. Welcome. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Uh, Alan Smith is our guest. The Greatest Commandment, a Fulton Sheen anthology on love. Archbishop Fulton Sheen. I mean, we've every time I talk to you, Alan, I always think about how much uh, Fulton Sheen had an impact on me in my conversion process, my revert, my, not my reverse, my conversion process, my journey. And uh, still to this day, it's just an amazing thing. Look at this quote, uh, which I think is a great commentary on today's gospel, which I read at the beginning of the hour. Uh, Fulton Sheen says, quote, In the old law, when God told his people to love their neighbor as themselves, he had not yet come down upon earth. And knowing full well, knowing full well man's strong love of self, he could not ask anything greater. But when our Lord gave his apostles a new commandment, his own commandment, he not only required of us to love our neighbor as ourselves, but would have us love even as he does. And as he will do until the end of time. Boy, there is a great distinction there. Close quote, Fulton Sheen, pray for us. There's a great distinction there in love. How would Fulton Sheen love one's neighbor, Alan Smith? Well, you know, again, he would give us a plan, of course, and uh, this is what Fulton Sheen does in this book, The Greatest Commandment. Uh, He gives us a lesson plan to um, know that uh, there is this love-hate relationship with God in the sense that God loves us, and of course, he gave us his only son, uh, and he knows that man runs away from God. And so he really wants to uh, develop a friendship, uh, a divine friendship. And that's what uh, Fulton Sheen uh, was so good at doing. He was saying, you know, uh, he actually even called his friends. He uh, would begin every one of his broadcasts with that word friends. Mm. And uh, I think that would be something he would say to us today, especially in this uh, time with the uh, trucker convoy, is let us all be friends. and uh, But let us really work on that divine friendship, uh, which is so important. Of course, that is the divine friendship with God and, of course, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, um, again, these words of wisdom to just love one another, as you had mentioned earlier in your quote, Joe, um, I think we we don't practice that enough. Uh, We hear that gospel passage, but we don't practice it. And so uh, we need to practice. 
Amen, Alan. You know, my I, I'm a huge devotee of Fulton Sheen, as you know. Uh, for those who don't know, whenever I was with the Dominican Friars, my name was actually uh, Brother Fulton Marie uh, because, you know, I just had such a love for Fulton Sheen. And, you know, one thing is that, and then we say this on the show all the time, God love you all the time. And the other thing is we, at the beginning of our show, the in our introduction of our show, one of the things that we set out in the actual intro is if you love God, you'll talk about him. And this is a very important thing because I think one of the common sins of our time, or I guess things that we're lacking in our time, is that we focus in on love of neighbor and we forget the love of God. And that is the primary law. Could you speak a little bit about that, uh, Alan Smith? Right. Well, you know, I think we talk about friendship, as I said, this love of God and that he has this divine friendship he wants to um, establish and preserve. And, um, you know, I think what we sometimes worry about uh, our friendships is, you know, are we making good choices? And uh, naturally, how we sever a friendship is through betrayal. And that betrayal, like in the case of God, is sin. And so uh, Fulton Sheen would remind us to uh, do a, a daily examination of our conscience um, and really use the seven deadly sins as kind of a, a basis to really see if you can reconcile with God. And so he encouraged us to make these little fat sacrifices, but also to do a daily examine, but it's this idea of friendship and uh, not severing that friendship. Uh, but of course, the beauty of Fulton Sheen is that he uh, reminded us about the sacraments, that the seven sacraments are the key to uh, developing uh, this great friendship and to be nourished, to nourish the friendship. And so again, uh, a daily examine, the seven sacraments, uh, you want good relationships, um, that's a good recipe, that's for sure. Mm. You know, recently, I, uh, the fact it was, I think it was Friday, I, I put as a comment on one of our live video feeds, God love you, and Facebook labeled that as spam and, uh, and rejected and hid my, my God love you from people. And so I, I screenshotted that and put it up on my Facebook, my personal Facebook feed, and a bunch of people were, were commenting, God love you, God love you. To this morning, I, I put on there, uh, good morning, God love you, or something like that. And then Facebook immediately put up a statement that says community standards. Why do you think the <laughs> world rejects God love you? Wow. Uh, well, because um, uh, the uh, mainstream media wants to not talk about God. Um, you know, we just uh, love to wipe his name uh, off the slate. I mean, this is why we see crucifixes being taken down in public buildings. They don't want to have that reminder of God and God's great love for us. So, um, again, it's part of their narrative as to, uh, you know, uh, el eliminate it from the record. And so uh, that's why it's, uh, we're calling on the name of God and the blessing that comes from that. And uh, they don't want the blessing to come. They'd rather see us um, not talk about it. Alan, uh, Fulton Sheen is is really instrumental in my understanding of the, of the faith. And I'm sure to a lot of people, um, listening to his talks on uh, life is worth living is just incredible. Um, but I'm reminded of politics. You know, we're talking about politics and the protests in Canada. Um, and I wonder if you could comment maybe what your take is on are there politics involved in preventing his canonization? Um, 
I'm of the opinion there is uh, some politics involved. Um, you know, Sheen's history uh, amongst many members of the clergy, there was a, a tension, uh, there was a jealousy sometimes amongst the clergy. And again, there's people that think, you know, uh, do we really want Fulton Sheen's messages to be uh, reintroduced to the world? Do we want him to be the model bishop that when you canonize someone, you're holding that person up as the model. And so there would be some uh, liberal-minded people that would say, no, I don't think we want Fulton Sheen's messages to go out uh, to the marketplace. We don't want him as the model bishop. Um, and so there's a little bit of that uh, uh, movement, I think, sometimes in the church. And um, uh, I would be as bold to say that there is politics. And um, we think of how the, uh, the cause for the saints, the group in Rome, uh, moved through this process beautifully. Uh, again, uh, certifying Sheen's uh, writings and, of course, uh, proving them, and that's when he was de declared venerable. And the miracle is just a beautiful miracle of this little uh, baby boy that was dead for 61 minutes that came back to life. And so I always say you can't change a miracle. <laughs> the miracle is the miracle. So everything points to uh, having him beatified. And so I just have to rule it up as politics to uh, try to, uh, you know, um, derail this process. So um, uh, here we are in a waiting game again, uh, waiting for a new date, hopefully, uh, to have Sheen beatified. But uh, I, to answer your question, I think there is some politics that, that have creeped in. You know, in a world of great confusion, yesterday we were talking to Deacon Harold Burke Sivers about feeling like uh, like there's another shoe about to drop or about to reach a tipping point. Uh, so much great confusion in the world today. And Archbishop Fulton Sheen, he had great clarity, capable of so much, you know, philosophical uh, heaviness, but at the same time could speak in great clarity. What a scope this man had. And as I was reading part of your book uh, that you put together, I, I couldn't help but hear his voice in my ear. Like, I could, I could almost hear him saying this, and especially the parts where you were pulling... Uh, from like his radio addresses, you know, those where he did them off the cuff, he didn't have notes, turned the mic on and just started speaking. And it was brilliant. I mean, it was just so brilliant. Um, how much more do we need that voice in today's world, Alan Smith? Uh, we do. And uh, I think this is why these books that we've represented are so important. Um, uh, you know, this book, The Greatest Commandment, um, it contains 245 of the Sheen gems uh, that come from 23 of his books. And so it's kind of, the, it, they called it the best of Fulton Sheen, uh, because again, he addresses every uh, walk of life and almost all subject matter. Uh, I think of the great line, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. And how passionate are we about souls these days? And this is what Fulton Sheen uh, made very clear. Um, you know, you think of the scriptures, uh, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul and so this conversation about the soul is so important and uh, Fulton Sheen never missed a beat when it came to that subject yeah it it really is uh, an amazing thing to think about how we have potentially lost his voice in a time where we need it most and what an amazing thing would it be if he were to be finally declared a saint, right? So this book is called The Greatest Commandment. Uh, it is an anthology of on love by Archbishop Fulton Sheen, edited by Alan Smith and put out by Sophia Institute Press. Um, how has the book sales gone so far? Uh, very well, because it has a, a mass appeal. Uh, of course, Sheen is speaking 
to Protestants, Jews, Catholics, uh, people of all races and colors uh, in this book. And so, uh, again, Fulton Sheen's audience uh, was a, a real good uh, uh, cross-section of society. He had as many Protestants listening to the show as Catholics, and uh, even a good uh, percentage of Jews tuned mm -hmm. in each week to hear his wisdom. And, uh, you know, Fulton Sheen is a scripture scholar, and there's a uh, over 200 scripture passages in this book. And so uh, he points to the word of God on every page and uh, we need to, to read our Bibles and uh, Fulton Sheen encouraged us to do that through his writings. So uh, there's a lot there. Praise be to God. You know, I also think of Fulton Sheen in the sense that I really believe that he had a great desire and heart to see all men saved as best he could possibly do, to save as many as possible before it's too late, even the most ardent of sinners, the most blasphemous of people, he desired that they would have a conversion and they would live. And wouldn't that be amazing if we all adopted that same philosophy of life, to spend our life to try to save as many as possible? Fulton Sheen is such a great example of that. Uh, is the best place to go, uh, is the Sophia Institute website, or should they go somewhere else? Yeah. No, uh, Sophia Institute Press, um, and they're actually having their 30% Lenten discount. So uh, they're offering this, uh, it's a huge discount, and, and not only for the greatest commandment, but all of the uh, their whole lineup. So yeah. if you want to pick okay. up the cries of Jesus from the cross for Lent, oh, wow. you can do that at 30% off. 30 but off. Again, That's amazing. Uh, again, Sophia Institute Press is a great place to buy it. And of course, not just that book, but so many others. All right. Praise be to God. SophiaInstitute.com is the website. SophiaInstitute.com. Search for Fulton Sheen, the anthologies. You will find them there. That's a pretty great discount. God bless you, Alan Smith. Thank you for your time today. God love you. Have a great day, sir. And we're going to be praying for Canada. Thank you, Joe. And God love you. All right. Praise be to God. That's going to do it for hour number one. If you can join us for the second hour, we would love to have you. If not, we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. But our website is grnonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. You could win a 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA 250 and help drive home the Word of God. The GRN is raffling off this night black compact SUV with the luxury and performance you expect from Mercedes-Benz to support the mission of Catholic Radio. This car could be yours for only $25. Buy four tickets, you get one free. The 2022 GRN car raffle ends February 21st, so get your tickets today at grnonline.com raffle. This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. When we see how crazy this world is, we can be tempted to isolate our family on a desert island and leave it all behind. Well, that's not really practical. But one thing you can do is take your family away on your very own family retreat. The goal of this retreat is for growth in your family identity and relationships and to give you time to intentionally pray.
pray together as a family unit. The four parts of the family retreat are family bonding activities, prayer, teaching, and fun. We've learned that if you're going to pray with your children, you also need to play with them. When parents develop these four aspects of their weekend away with their kids, the results are amazing. Devoting time to your family has a lasting impact on your kids, especially if you make it a tradition every year. To enable more families to do a family retreat, we have put together a short guide to help lead moms and dads through their own retreat planning process. To access this free download, visit us at Messy Family. Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you, praise be to God, on Tuesday, February the 8th, 2020. And 22. I think, isn't today the feast day of Paquita? Let me look it up. I'm fairly sure today's the feast day of St. Paquita. Great story, by the way. Incredible, saintly story. Um, We have a great program lined up for you this hour. We're looking forward to it. Coming up in just a moment, we're going to have good news. Saints of the day, gospel of the day. We're going to have our game show, Fear and Trembling. And let's all pray that the tech cooperates with us along the way. It's been interesting this morning, to say the least. Uh, But we're going to have a great program for you this first half hour. And then, of course, in the second half hour, if you are available, we would love to hang out with you, and you get to drive the conversation in what we call an after show, where we hang out with you live on our video streams. We let our hair down and get a little bit more casual, and you get to conversate directly and tell us what you want to talk about, ask any question, make any comment, and then we, we chime in. It's a lot of fun, and we enjoy hanging out with our CDT insiders there. And uh, there's a great story in the news uh, about a uh, brand-new startup company out of uh, England that is having to shut down due to COVID requirements. I mean, it's only been in business for 1,229 years. But other than that, it is uh, you know having to uh, shut its doors since the year 793 A.D. That'll be a fun story to kind of cover in the after show. So whatever you want to conversate about, that's on the agenda coming up at the second half of this hour. But as I said, we have a lot to do first. Good news, game shows, inspiration, and more. Praise be to God. It's going to be a good time. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. And it is uh, February 8th today. It's it's the feast day of St. Josephine Paquita. Great story. Great story. Amazing story. Yeah, praise be to God. And if I'm not mistaken, EWTN has a movie coming out about her life. Does it debut debut today? I think it might. I think it might, yeah. So uh, make sure to check your EWTN television listings for that. 
Uh, and I, I bet they'll stream it live on mm -hmm. their YouTube channel, so you'll probably be able to watch it there, if nothing else. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Speaking of streaming on, on EWTN, no um, one told me I was going to be on EWTN. <laughs> There's a reason. I mean, they're making I mean, a that's movie a shame. about me? It's that's a, a documentary what? of yeah. you rejecting online dating. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're back to that again. Back to the online dating. <laughs> speaking of EWTN, our colleague Cecil Anderson was just on Life oh, on the yeah. Rock. Praise that was God. cool. Go yeah. Cecil. Yeah, Good praise job. be to God. That's super cool. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we can get you a gig on uh, Life on the Rock. You know what? I'm going to call Father Mary right now. Yeah. And I'm going to tell him. Let's do it. Father, why am I not on Life on the Rock? I this know. Is, this is like, a tragedy. Awkward. This is uh, heartbroken. I'll call I feel, him. Be, I'll I feel call betrayed. Him. I'll call He's like, well, I was going to yeah. invite you, but since you said that, yeah. uh, I don't think so. Not uh, anymore. Listen, I'm rescinding. I'll ha I have his number. I'll text him. I'm like, Father, the guy needs a spouse. All right? We're trying oh. to hook him up. Okay. <laughs> We're trying to hook him up. Maybe okay. a little debut on Life on the Rock will help out here. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll put my my uh, my my dating uh, app, whatever thing thingamajig on the on the bottom lower thirds. That's awkward. No, That's so awkward. I'm not on any dating apps. I feel so, so you look bad me up, for you. You will not find me. I feel bad for you. All right, praise God. Enough of the shenanigans. By the way, have you purchased your car raffle tickets yet? Uh, the 2022 GLA 250 in night black Mercedes is going to be given away in just uh, literally. We're down to it a couple of weeks, and that's it. And then we're going to be pulling the name live on the radio show here. So we're looking forward to that day. Can't wait to, to possibly read your name, dear listener. But if you really want to 10x your opportunity, you could go onto the website right now. You can go into grnonline.com, scroll down to see the Mercedes, click on that. And yeah, it's easy, it's fast, it's secure. You could buy your raffle tickets right there. They're 25 a piece, or you get five for 100. But if you want to 10x your opportunity, you call your local GRN station manager and you talk to them personally and you say, listen, I want to buy some raffle tickets. Give me the $100 deal. But I also want to help you support this local GRN radio station by selling some of these car raffle tickets to my friends, my family, my axe group, my Bible study group, or whatever. Uh, that would be amazing. You would be a missionary along with us in this Catholic radio apostolate. We would be grateful to you. And you might win a cool car. It's a win-win for everybody. Go to grnonline.com for the details. Let's jump in. Let's pray for the conversion of sinners around the world, especially the most ardent sinners, the most hard-hearted and blasphemous sinners. You know the ones in our family. <laughs> we know those people very closely, don't we? Let's pray for their reversion and conversion today, because all things are possible with God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and now your good news story for the day. Life News reports, my mom was a 12-year-old who bravely rejected abortion after rape. I wasn't a choice. I was a life. When Kathy Barnett, a U.S. Senate candidate in Pennsylvania, saw her birth certificate for the first time, she felt one shock after another. First, Barnett realized that her last name was different from what she went by. And second, she felt struck by how very young her mother had been. In a recent video, the Republican candidate fought through tears as she shared how her mother chose life for her despite being a 12-year-old victim of rape. 
I wasn't a choice, I was a life, Barnett said, describing how blessed she feels to have had a loving mother and a grandmother. Barnett said she found out about her mother's traumatic story when she was a teenager getting ready to go to college. I was never, it was never something that truly resonated with me until I looked at my birth certificate for the very first time, she said, choking back tears. I realized how, how young my mother was when something so horrible visited upon her. Even to this day, it's a very hard word to say, but my mother was raped. She continued, It gave me greater appreciation for my mother. It helped me to forgive a lot of the mistakes someone at her age, having gone through such trauma, would have made in her own parenting. It definitely made me very adamant about the sanctity of human life, all life, regardless of their conception, Barnett continued. I am valuable, I'm worthy, and my life has purpose. Her mother, Mammy Jo, also appeared in the video and explained why why her and her family never considered an abortion. She said her mother, Barnett's grandmother, comforted and encouraged her through the pregnancy, reassuring her that they would get through the tough times together. I don't want to use the word choice. It wasn't a choice for me, and I thank God it wasn't a choice for me, Mammy Jo said. If I had made that choice, where would I be at right now without my daughter? Because they rejected abortion, Barnett said today she has a husband and two children of her own, and she's able to care for her mother as she ages. None of this would have happened if the exception to the rule would have been applied, she said. Even among Christians, even among staunch conservatives, an exception to the rule of being pro-life for many is in the case of rape, and yet my life has value. By telling her story, Barnett said she hopes people will recognize that abortion does not heal the trauma of rape. Instead, it inflicts, inflicts it on an innocent child, the consequences that squarely belong on the rapists. She said she is so grateful that her family knew that, and she hopes others will come to understand the value of every human life, no matter what the circumstances of their conception. Not only did God see value in my life, but my family saw value in my life. I'm very grateful for that, Barnett said. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Cuthman of Staining. He was born about 681. He was a shepherd who had to care for his paralyzed mother. And after his father's death, when they fell on hard times and were forced to beg from door to door, he built a one-wheeled cart or a, a wheelbarrow with a rope from the handles over his shoulders taking part of the weight in which he moved her around with him. They set out to east and towards the rising sun from his home. And even though the rope broke, he improvised a new one from withies, which are like branches. Deciding that when the rope broke, he would accept it as a sign from God to stop at the place and build a church. After building a hut to accommodate his mother and himself, he began work on the church, St. Andrews, with the help from the locals. As the church was nearing completion, he was having difficulty with a roof beam. A stranger showed him how to fix it. When he asked his name, he replied, I am he in whose name you are building this church. Whilst he was a shepherd one day, he drew a line around his sheep with a staff so that he could get away to collect food. On his return, he found that the flock had not left the invisible boundary. This miracle may have taken place in a field near Chidham, where the century for centuries was known as St. Cuthman's Field or St. Cuthman's Dell. It is said that his large stone in the field on which the holy shepherd was in the habit of sitting had miraculous properties. He died in the 8th century. St. Kuthman of Staining, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 10, verses 17 through 30. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. 
You know the commandments. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, all these I have observed from my youth. And Jesus, looking upon him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell what you have, give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At that saying, his countenance fell, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions. In the age to come, eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love this. Um, there's so much to say about this, but here's what uh, the venerable, uh, or Hadock's commentary rather said, talking about God is good, right? Like God is the only one who's good. Hmm. None is good of himself entirely and essentially, but God alone. Men may be good also, but only by participation of God's goodness. Your degree and relationship to God is your degree by which you can be good. Since Jesus is God, he is good, right? But you and me, we have a far greater degree there. Really quickly here, the Theophilicus said, For small things have power of attaching us to them and of exciting our passions. Therefore, he that forsakes his small possessions shall be a partaker of the blessings of Jesus Christ. Close quote, Theophilicus. Uh, Adrian, what did you find? Yes, one thing uh, to point out is this very last verse, which is kind of confusing, but it's actually a very, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. He says, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. Why does he include with persecutions in here with all these good things? Like, oh, if, you, if you're with me, you're going to get all this great stuff. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. But also you're going to get persecutions. Why does our Lord bring that up? Why is that important? Cornelius Alapide, he points this out. He says, again, with persecutions may be taken thus, that persecutions and tribulations undergone for Christ's sake are part of the reward which shall be given together with the hundredfold to those who follow Christ. For to suffer for Christ is a great gift of God. Let us think about that. Let us meditate upon that. For to suffer for Christ is a great gift of God. Do we uh, think about that? Do we, do we contemplate this great gift whenever we suffer? I know I don't. I suffer horribly. I'm a horrible sufferer. Just ask my mom. It is a very bad thing. 
But we need to start meditating on this and start thinking. These sufferings that we receive from God, what a grace, what a blessing that we can have, that we can make up what is lacking in Christ's suffering and offer those sufferings for the salvation of souls and the liberty and exaltation of Holy Mother Church. Let's think about that today. To suffer for Christ is a great gift of God. Yay and amen. Praise be to God. Uh, thank you, Verbum with a V, V-E-R-B-U-M, verbum.com forward slash G-R-N for your generous sponsorship of our Gospel Reflection. That's verboom.com forward slash GRN. God bless you and God love you. Time to play the game, though. Fear and Trembling is up next. What we need is a phone call from one of you, uh, a listener, to play our contestant. You don't need to know the answers to our questions. You could still win without it. Uh, it's fun. It's easy, I promise. And if you've never played, why not call right now? 877-757-9424. Call now, 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10-11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin because James says whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2, 10 through 11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So you have to promise me you're not going to share with anybody my secrets or my agendas. And if you'll do that, then I will tell you uh, the number one thing we like to do is teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something new about the Catholic faith that you did not know before. Praise be to God. 
And then, of course, we like to have a laugh, and our callers are fun. They laugh with us. They're great sports. We really enjoy that quite a bit. And we give out prizes, which makes this a winner for everybody involved. Praise be to God. But if you're new here, what the deal is, is I have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but I do not ask the caller the questions. They don't have to know the correct answers, and they could still win. And the reason is because instead of asking them, I will ask Rudy and I will ask Adrian, one of which will be correct and the other will be incorrect. Then the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? The sponsor of our game show this week is Outrageous Mom, who is generously sponsoring our game show with a printed scarf. Her Catholic gifts are exclusively hers, designed and manufactured just for Outrageous Mom. Well made to give honor to Our Lady, Mother of all believers. Each one of their scarf designs has a miraculous medal attached to honor the practice of wearing the sacramental given to the world by our Blessed Mother herself in Paris in 1830. All fabric designs are their own. Shop owner Laura conceives an idea, draws a rough sketch, and storyboards for graphic designer Alina to create a unique pattern of beauty. Check out her website at outrageousmom.com or follow her on Instagram at outrageousmom underscore com. All right. Praise be to God. Thank you very much to our game show sponsor. We love the fact that these sponsors help us give you cool stuff, right? So praise be to God. Thank you, OutrageousMom.com. Let's go to the phones now. Uh, Praise be to Jesus. Amy and Ruby, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Praise be to God. Where are you calling from? Kerrville, Texas. Kerrville, Texas. That is a beautiful part of planet Earth. We're very grateful that you're on board today. And uh, tell us, what is the uh, weather like today in Kerrville, Texas? What's it like, Ruby? It's cold and yep. clear skies. Cold with clear skies. <laughs> that Ooh. sounds perfect to me. <laughs> cold, low humidity, and clear skies. Uh, that would be good hunting weather, but uh, my tail season's over. At any rate, where do you go to church, Amy and Ruby? Yeah. Notre Dame Catholic Church. Praise be to God. Ruby, we've been having an intense debate. How do you spell your name? R-U-B-Y. There you go. There you go. R-U-B-Y. Perfect. Are you on your way to church or your school this morning, Ruby? Yes. All right. We're going to be praying for you this morning then. But are you ready to play the game? Do you know how the game works? Yes. All right. Let's see how this goes. I'm on your side. We're in this together. Let's see if we can't navigate the difficult waters of uh, Rudy and Adrian. Uh, Rudy, we will start with you, as is our custom, our tradition here at Catholic Drive Time. Are you ready, sir? I am, sir. Are you sure? Sir, yes, sir. Are you sure? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rudy, what was the empire founded by Charlemagne? History question, yes! History question. Charlemagne, he was a European. Was he? But, uh, yeah, you know, he founded the Ottoman Empire. Did he? Mm. Yeah, which is not European. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, Uh, Adrian, you have a history degree. Right. Can can you tell me, Uh (laughs) what was the empire founded by Charlemagne? I identify as having a history degree. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, King St. Charlemagne. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Did I I say that out loud? Freudian Um, My mistake. Mm -hmm. Uh, King Charlemagne, Mm -hmm. he had the Holy Roman Empire. The Holy? It was very holy. Roman Empire. The Holy Roman Empire. Okay. 
Well, I love history. Uh, it's my favorite subject in school, Ruby. I don't know about yours, but here's the question. Which was the empire that Charlemagne founded? Adrian says it was the Holy Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy says it was the Ottoman Empire. Huh? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Ruby, what say you? Survey says... Yeah! Ruby, you're so wise. Wow, just think about it. You get to brag about that later, Ruby. This is going to be great. Yeah, Praise be to God. You're <laughs> in the cup. You could win, Ruby. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> uh, but I think we're going to get you in there for a second one. God, you is. This next one, I'm going to be honest with you, is probably going to be the hardest. I, yeah. I think this one's going to be the hardest of, of all three. Definitely. But let's take it slow. Let's see how it goes. We'll go with Adrian first on this one. Adrian. That's me. That's good. Adrian, uh, the trustworthy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> A little morning, morning phlegm there. Uh, Adrian, what is the opposite virtue uh-huh. of the capital sin right. of covetousness? Of covetousness. So like coveting something. Yeah. Yes. The opposite mm-hmm. virtue of the capital sin yeah. of covetousness yeah. is envy. Ooh. Hmm. Her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rudy. Can you tell me what is the opposite virtue of the capital sin of covetousness? Covetousness. So uh, mm-hmm. wanting things a little too much, like a disordered way of wanting things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The best way to combat that is liberality. Really? Yeah. So oh. giving freely. Sounds made up. So I'm holding on too tight. Yeah. I should give freely. You should probably let go. That's Sounds it. made up. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. All right, uh, Amy and Ruby, here is the uh, difficulty of this. Uh, Adrian says the opposite virtue of covetousness is liberality, whereas Adrian says the opposite virtue of covetousness was envy. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Amy and Ruby, what say you? Survey says... Yes, of course. Yeah. So wise. I was thinking uh, I covet the Ford F-150 Raptor in Midnight Blue. So the opposite <laughs> would be like a, like a Ram 1500 or something. <laughs> I, that makes sense. I'm makes gravely sense. offended by your reference. <laughs> a 1996. A 96 Ram? Dodge Ram? <laughs> <laughs> I tease. I tease. Well done, Ruby. You're in for two, and that was the hardest one. Praise be to God. I'm very proud of you so far. Was, it, was that one tough, or did Mom help out a little bit there? Yeah, yeah. Good right. mom. Let's see if we can't get a, a perfect score today. We're going to go back to uh, Thanks, Rudy for this third question. A mass question. A mass question. Here we go. Rudy, can you tell me? As the celebrant enters to say Holy Mass, which hand carries the chalice? Which hand carries a chalice? Well, it's pretty big. I'm just going to say both hands. He carries them with both hands. With both? Yep. He's he, he's he's double-fisting it. Yep. That's your answer. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, Adrian, mm-hmm. you're That's a liturgical me. expert. I've, you have I a degree in liturgy. I have many degrees. <laughs> self-identified. Okay. Can you tell me, as the celebrant enters to say Holy Mass, which hand carries the chalice? So, the priest... He's in the sacristy. Uh huh. He looks to his left. Yeah. And that's it. He picks it up with, and he looks at it and he takes it in his left hand. Wait. 
He he didn't look to the right. Nope. He just looked to the left because that child was right there on the left. Okay. He picked it up with his left hand. Yeah. And then he enters the church. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. you're saying it's his left hand. It's his left hand. Okay. Uh, all right, Amy and Ruby. This could be actually the hardest question. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the question hardest is, question which had. of the two hands does he use to hold the chalice as he's processing into Mass? Uh, Adrian says it's his left hand, but uh, Rudy says he's holding on with both for dear life. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Amy and Ruby, what say you? What do you think, Ruby? Oh. Go with Adrian. Go? Adrian. Ready? Adrian. <laughs> Survey <Okay>. says. <laughs> of course. Wow. <laughs> that was hard. That was hard. I, 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 that's harder than the last one. I thought the last one was going to be hard. That was the hardest question we ever had. That was definitely amongst. <laughs> that was a very hard question. <laughs> it was the hardest question we ever had. But now you know. Praise be to God. Perfect score. You know, and you get to like talk about that with friends and family later. Way to today. go, Ruby. Yeah, congratulations. How do you feel, Ruby? You got a perfect score. You ought to feel great. Praise God. You're going to have good, fun conversation in the lunchroom later today. We're going to be praying for you. That is so good. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Thank you for playing. Thanks for being a good sport, hanging out with us today. Have a great day at school. And, Mom, whatever is on your agenda today, we'll be praying for you as well. We're going to put you on hold, but thank you for playing. We're grateful. Thank you. All right. God bless you guys. Hold on. And that is going to do it for the uh, radio side of our program. Have I mentioned to you that you're about to lose an opportunity about winning a brand new Mercedes? I'm not sure if I brought that up. If uh, if I haven't, well, let me correct that right now. You're about to lose your opportunity of winning a brand new Mercedes. But honestly, and more importantly, we get to use the proceeds to keep Catholic Radio going right where you are right now, where you're listening. That local Catholic Radio station, that Guadalupe Radio Network station is dependent upon your support, and you could possibly win a car. It's a win-win for everybody involved. You could buy the tickets online, or you can call your local GRN station manager and ask them about it, Uh, but the raffle drawing is going to happen at the end of this month, which is only weeks away now. Go to grnonline.com for the details. That's grnonline.com. Hey, if you can hang out with us for the next half hour on one of our live video feeds, we would love to chat with you about whatever it is you want to talk about. You get to drive the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Odyssey, LinkedIn. I know we're everywhere. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to find those links and to hang out with us. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning for another round of Catholic Drive Time. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Josephine Paquita. The attention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. 
I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to follow Jesus. God set the stars to give light to the world. The star of my life is Jesus. In him there is no darkness at all. The night and the day are both alike. The Lamb is the light of the city of God. Shine in my heart, Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to, to Almighty, Almighty God, God and, and to you, my, you, my brothers, brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my, in my thoughts and in, in my words, in what I have done, in what, what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault through my most, most grievous, grievous fault. Therefore, therefore I ask the Blessed, Blessed Mary, Ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, to you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who led St. Josephine Bequita from abject slavery to the dignity of being your daughter and a bride of Christ, grant we pray that by her example, we may show constant love for the Lord Jesus crucified, remaining steadfast in charity and prompt to show compassion. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. reading from the first book of Kings. Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of the whole community of Israel and stretching forth his hands toward heaven, he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. You keep your covenant of mercy with your servants who are faithful to you with their whole heart. Can it indeed be that God dwells on earth? If the heavens and the highest heavens cannot contain you, how much less this temple which I have built? Look kindly on the prayer and petition of your servant, O Lord, my God, and listen to the cry of supplication which I, your servant, utter before you this day. May your eyes watch night and day over this temple, the place where you have decreed you shall be honored. 
May you heed the prayer which I, your servant, offer in this place. Listen to the petitions of your servant and of your people Israel, which they offer in this place. Listen from your heavenly dwelling and grant pardon. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. My soul yearns and pines for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest in which she puts her young. Your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. Blessed they who dwell in your house, continually they praise you. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. I had rather one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I had rather lie at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. How How lovely lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Incline my heart, O God, to your decrees and favor me with your law. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Pharisees, with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem, gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of the elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, Why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, If someone says to father or mother, Any support you might have had from me is korban, meaning dedicated to God, you allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. 
You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on. And you do many such things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In today's Gospel, we hear Jesus addressing the notion of cultic ritual and cultic purification that came to dominate the religious scene of Judaism at the time of Jesus. And the whole notion of cultic purification and the various rituals that were come up with were basically an acknowledgement of the, of the darkness or the sinfulness of man which made him entirely worthy to approach or enter into a relationship with God who is all good and who is all holy. And fundamentally, that was a fair enough point to say, well, how is it then that we human beings can be purified so as to even dare to presume or to think that we can have a relationship with God who is all holy and who is all good? And so in the case of the Judaism at the time of Jesus, these cultic rituals or cultic purifications were kind of uh, seemingly manifesting with very lengthy displays, all sorts of different rules, and primarily addressed toward external things, such as the cleaning of cups and jugs and kettles, and even getting to the point, as Jesus says at the end, where they have certain things dedicated to God, which they then claim to say, we cannot even help our own mother or father, because the materials needed have already been consecrated or dedicated to God, and so Jesus points out, they're not even keeping the fourth commandment while they are trying to observe their own traditions. You can raise the question for us, though, to say, how is it, in fact, that we are purified? We clearly see in the gospel they were focused too much on an outward purity, but it would be equally tempting in a way to replace that with a kind of morality, to simply say, well, we know and it's true that man's purity is manifested in his heart. The heart is pure. We know blessed are the pure in spirit, for they will see God. And we also know Jesus says all kinds of wickedness and defilement. It comes from within. It comes from man's heart. So how is the heart to be purified? And morality would be one possible suggestion. Say, well, if we act uprightly, if we follow the law, then we will be made pure. And while, of course, there is truth in the need to live an upright life and to follow morality, it overlooks that the fundamental point in the entire New Testament regarding purification is that it truly is the encounter with Christ which purifies. It's in meeting Jesus who touches us or who allows us to touch him where purity can be found and then from here an upright or a moral life can be lived based on the encounter with Christ. In many ways in today's first reading when we hear Solomon kind of marveling and saying, you know, the entire earth cannot contain God, and yet somehow his presence is going to be marked in the temple that Solomon built. Of course, the presence of God in the temple was a particular privilege that was granted because it was the place where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. It was The covenant was really the sign of God's faithfulness to his people and his relationship to his people. Of course, we know with Jesus coming on the cross, he comes to institute in the Last Supper the new covenant which is going to be bought and won with the price of his blood on the cross and that we celebrate at every single mass here in the church and therefore the sign of the new covenant is Jesus on the cross it is the holy sacrifice of the mass 
And this then truly is the place where we come to encounter Christ in order to be purified. Every sacrament, in fact, is really an encounter with Jesus, and in a special way, we have to mention the sacrament of confession, which purifies the heart by encountering and touching the mercy of God that allows us to be restored in grace and to proceed forward. So all of this goes to say that really our Christian life, yes, we strive to live a moral life. That is what we're trying to do in our choices that we make on a daily basis. But we're never to forget that ultimately the point of origin or the point of contact with holiness, with purity, is truly to be found in our encounter with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's from that encounter from which then pure actions can be made and where we have the capacity to be able to live good and holy lives because we have met and encountered the Lord Jesus himself. And so my brothers and sisters, as we are about to encounter the Lord in the sacred species here in this holy mass, let us ask God that from our encounter with him that we would truly be purified and that we would go forward to lead upright lives and anxiously anticipate our continual encounters with the Lord Jesus who makes us purified and who enables us to live rightly. Amen. Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for all bishops, for their physical and spiritual well-being. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for government leaders that they would be inspired by the Holy Spirit to enact laws that would safeguard the dignity of human life at every phase, especially the unborn, and that would never contradict the natural law of God. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, that they would be given consolation in their faith and experience the healing touch of Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our family, friends, and benefactors, for all those who have asked for our prayers, for all those joining us online and through radio, and for all those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for an increase in vocations to the priesthood and religious life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for those intentions that we hold in our heart. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. There's a whiteness in God's mercy like the whiteness of the sea. There's a kindness in God's justice, which is more than liberty. There is plentiful redemption in the blood that has been shed. There is joy for all the members in the sorrows of the head. For the love of God is broader than the measures of our mind. And the heart of the eternal 
is most wonderfully kind. If our love were but more simple, we should take him at his word, and our lives would be thanksgiving for the goodness of our Lord. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice of your hands, praise and glory in his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. As we proclaim your wonders, O Lord, and the Virgin, Blessed Bequita, we humbly implore your majesty that as her merits are pleasing to you, so too our dutiful service may find favor in your sight through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in the saints who consecrated themselves to Christ for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, it is right to celebrate the wonders of your providence by which you called human nature back to its original holiness and bring it to experience on this earth the gifts you promise in the new world to come. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncheli Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. Save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis our Pope and Michael our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutaribus moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in genis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat reinum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicur in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalum. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. On you stay, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. On you stay, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, 
quitulis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called the Supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. <coughs> Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Alleluia, alleluia. Let us pray. Renewed by partaking of this divine gift, we pray, O Lord our God, that by the example of Blessed Josephine Bequita, bearing in our body the death of Jesus, we may strive to hold fast to you alone through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Ye watchers and ye holy ones, bright seraphs, cherubim, and thrones, raise the cloud strain, alleluia. Cry out to minions, princedoms, powers, virtues, archangels, angels, choirs, alleluia, alleluia. Hallelujah. 
the prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Is a 